Hey, this is Dave DeBoe. Would you like to access private capital so that you can buy more properties and scale your real estate business? Then check out my brand new podcast. It's called the How to Raise Capital 101 Show. Now, the first nine episodes are a mini course on how to raise six figures in a matter of weeks and seven figures in a matter of months, even if you're starting from scratch. So you can find this new show. Again, it's called the How to Raise Capital 101 Show wherever you listen to podcasts. Or feel free to visit us at RaiseCapital101Show.com. Hey everyone, Dave DeBow here with another episode of the Property Profits Real Estate Podcast. Today's Zooming In. We've got a very, very experienced, accomplished real estate entrepreneur, Elizabeth Kelly. And Elizabeth is very experienced in a multitude of different real estate investing strategies. She and her husband started way back in 2005 getting into the first properties, built up a pretty good sized portfolio, and then decided to get educated about real estate investing, jumped in, learned from big Bobby K himself, rich dad, poor dad, the rich dad organization, not only learned a bunch of great stuff and took massive action, but eventually became trainers for a number of years for that organization. And then recently, Elizabeth has jumped into her own Consulting. I don't know how the heck you find all this time, Elizabeth, because you've got your own portfolio. You're focusing on rent tone and a creative type deal. Sounds like your husband's focusing on multifamily. Sounds like you guys have got property management company going as well. Plus, you're doing coaching and training and all that kind of stuff. So great to have you on the call. Thank you so much, Dave. It's been fantastic to connect with you as well. Now, Elizabeth, when we were talking before we started the call, when we were arranging this, I said, hey, what do you think is going to bring the biggest impact for our listeners for listening to this podcast? And you were talking about really helping people ask themselves better questions and thereby get better results. So that's fascinating. Let's unwrap that a little bit. What does that actually mean to you? So asking ourselves better questions in order to get better results with our portfolio. I love that you asked that and that we're spending some time talking about this because what I've discovered the last two years, I've been on a bit of a deep dive in terms of personal development. And I know a lot of times as real estate investors, we don't focus as much on the personal development. We focus on the real estate development. So we want to learn tactical strategies and we want to learn like, how do I manage a property? How do I do a burr? How do I do these specific things? And we tend to sort of neglect sometimes the personal development in the pursuit of our real estate goals. So I've had the opportunity these last two years to step back and I hired a high performance coach and he's taught me the power of asking better questions and using those questions to shift my mindset and my feelings so that I'm able to make better transitions. I'm able to withstand periods of stress. I'm able to make better decisions at a point of crisis all these skills that I've learned and acquired on the personal development side have actually made me a much better real estate investor. And I didn't realize that that was even possible when I sort of started that journey. One of the things that I see a lot of people doing, not just investors, but everyone across the board, when something challenging happens, when they encounter adversity, most of the time people's first response is why me? Mm. And that can be 
a question that keeps us trapped and that keeps us stuck and that doesn't invite us to see the opportunities and the potential that can come from asking us better questions like, why is this happening for me? What is the good that can come of this? What is the opportunity that will arise? What will I learn from this? And how do I use this as a springboard to grow even faster? So that was a really cool thing for me. Would you mind sharing like a concrete example of what this has looked like for you specifically over the last couple of years since you've really started dialing into this? Because I'm listening to this and I'm reflecting on myself. And, you know, quite frankly, I still have that tendency. Like when the crap hits the van, it's like, oh, crap. Why me? Why again? What a pain in the butt. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not seeing, I'm not looking at the shiny side of the coin there and what the opportunities are, or at least it takes me a while to get to that point. So how about you? What's been an example, a concrete example in your life making this switch? Before well, I, I can give you two examples. So the first one I have is a couple of years ago, there was a huge fire at one of the properties that we look after. We've had three fires in our 14 years as active property managers. And in this particular case, it was in the evening. I was actually on a coaching call and I could see the smoke through the window of my office. And I'm like, that looks like it's coming from one of our buildings. So my husband's in the other room. I'm like, can you go check on this and make sure it's not our building? He calls me five minutes later. He's like, it's our building. You need to get off the call. We got to figure this out. And in the past, you know, I would have been frustrated. I would have been angry. I want to sleep. You know, my schedule is interrupted. I'm very routine. And I would have just been frustrated, but instead I looked at this and I thought, you know, there are so many people tonight who aren't even sure where they're going to sleep. This is an opportunity for me to really connect deeply with my tenants, figure out what's going on, how I can help them, what they need, and then help them get sorted out, not just for the next few hours, but do you have somewhere to sleep for the next couple of days? You know, working with Red Cross and their emergency response team and everything, like it just really deepened my connection with my tenants, my ties with the community. And instead of being miserable and upset about it, it became a really high quality experience for me to just be appreciative and grateful for all the blessings that we do have. Um, That's a great point. So instead of doing the old woe is me and I wish this wasn't happening and what can I do to avoid having to deal with this or whatever, it's just stepping up, stepping into it and saying, how can I make the most out of this crappy situation? And turn it around. Absolutely. And I had a situation with a client yesterday where there was a challenge with a property that she was selling. There were some issues with the realtor. We figured out after the property was listed that it wasn't the right fit. Then there were some problems with communication and a few different things happened. And the realtor messaged yesterday and said, you know what, I think blah, blah, blah. And she's, and then at the end, she basically like quit. And my client called me and she's like, what am I going to do? My property's not listed. Like we've lost three months now. This is a mess, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, this is the best gift that's ever been handed to you. I'm like, I know exactly who we need to get in place in order for you to sell this property for more money in a shorter period of time. I'm like, I am so excited about this opportunity to work with the right person. I'm so glad this happened. And she was kind of dumbfounded because she called me. She was stressed. She was upset. She was anxious. And I'm like, by transitioning that mindset into this is happening for me instead of to me, what a gift. And it just turned it around. She was so happy when we got off the phone and made a couple of calls, got it done. Her property's ready to be listed in the next couple of days. I love it. Happening for you instead of happening to you. That's yes. 
Sounds so small, but that's a huge shift. It's one of these things that's easy to say theoretically, but when you're right in the midst of the crap, probably takes a little bit of work to get in the habit of actually doing that. That's a fascinating idea. Hold that thought for a second. Hi there, this is Dave Debo, and real estate investors hire me to raise capital the right way. Why? Because most of them are stuck with too small of a portfolio, and they don't know how to attract investors and raise money for their deals. So I help them to connect, capture, and close their ideal money partners. Bottom line, when you've got a deal, you're going to have the capital to do it. So go ahead and book a no-cost capital clarity session with me at bookachatwithdave.com. Again, that's book at chatwithdave.com. Obviously, you can't condense two years of intensive high-performance coaching into a 15-minute conversation, but (laughs) 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 what are some other examples of better questions that we can be asking ourselves and the situations that we should be using these questions in? Well, I have a lot of people right now in my world who are working on a lot of multifamily buildings. Hmm. And what I'm seeing people doing is giving things a pass and assuming that things won't happen to them. Hmm. So let's say, for example, we're running numbers on multifamily buildings and people are using, they're saying, well, the vacancy rate in the neighbor in whatever city is 1%. So I'm using 1%. So in that particular situation, my question to them is, is that a realistic number to use? I said, let's talk about it. You're buying Especially if you've got a small multifamily property, there's no such thing as 1% vacancy at a fiveplex, right? <laughs> Absolutely. You've got a fourplex and you're like, oh, 1% vacancy. I'm like, okay, so you've got what, two days a year that the, the property's vacant? That is not <laughs> happening. So there's times when we could ask ourselves better questions to get more realistic answers so that we can plan and prepare. Because I suspect there's people out there who've bought buildings with these idealized numbers instead of realistic numbers who within the first year after closing, they might look back on their numbers and be like, wow, that wasn't what I expected. There was no cash flow here, or I'm negatively cash flowing even worse than I thought I was. Mm -hmm. So I think asking ourselves if we're looking at reality can sometimes be both a positive and a negative, right? So when we're negative and we're down in the dumps and we're catastrophizing, asking ourselves, is this reality? Well, no, it's not. Reality is probably higher, but we don't want to be so... You know, we don't want to be so optimistic that we're no longer realistic anymore. So there's a balance there. And that's part of the journey, I think, is everybody finding their balance. I don't know about you, but sometimes I tend to flop from one extreme to the other, right? It's either everything's sunshine and flowers, it's all Pollyanna, it's great, or it's what was the word you used? Catastrophizing the whole, I love that word. (laughs) First time (laughs) ever making a catastrophe out of the whole thing. And it's, you know, the sky's falling. Yeah, yeah. Very, very good point. I love that stuff, Elizabeth. So now when you're coaching people and you're applying what you've learned with your own experience and you're passing that on to your coaching clients, what are some of the things that you help them get started with right off the get-go when it comes to changing this mindset? Because the older I get, the more I realize it's not so much the nitpicky how-to of stuff. I mean, literally, you could go online, you could Google almost anything, you can find YouTube videos on pretty much anything. Mm-hmm. You can find the training. There's too much information out there now. It's not a matter of what to do or how to do it. It's a matter of actually doing it. That's the big handicap I have sometimes. That's the biggest handicap 
I see a lot of our clients and people that I know having. So how are you helping people to actually take action? I love that question too. You ask great questions, Dave. I'm enjoying this. So one of the things that I think attracts people to me the most is when they find that they're in a state of overwhelm. They may have listened to a whole bunch of podcasts and read a whole bunch of books and attended a bunch of webinars, and they have all this great information that they've absorbed, but they don't know how that translates into their journey. They don't know what to apply and in what order to apply it. So a lot of the people that I work with are people who are either overwhelmed and confused and unsure of what the pathway is or they have their vision and some clarity around it, but they're suffering from one of the main causes of fear, whether it's fear of rejection or fear of, I don't know enough, or there's a piece missing that I don't know, and I'm going to make a big mistake. And some of those different kind of scripts or scenarios that run through our head. So I really like to take it down to basics. All of my coaching is completely customized. So there's no like, you know, week one, we do this week two, we do this. It's literally Let's figure out where you are right now. Let's figure out where you want to get to. And then let's talk about the pieces that are missing from your puzzle in order to get you to your goal. And then we just start putting those pieces in, whether you need connections or introductions to other people, whether there's still some pieces of knowledge or information missing. Maybe you need some support learning how to run numbers. Maybe you need to have a conversation around, you know, what fundamentals must be present in a market in order for it to make sense for this particular investment strategy. Mm -hmm. So we just really break it down into the nuts and bolts. When my clients leave every session, they're going to have a list of action items. So they're not wondering, you know, should I be doing this? Could I be doing this? They take the time that they have allocated for real estate each week. They take solid action that helps to build their confidence and that helps to get them moving forward. And once we get the momentum going, people are just unstoppable. Well, that brings up another good question. So it sounds to me like one of the things that you suggest for people, for real estate investors, because most of us are doing this part-time, most people are not doing real estate full-time, is that you allocate a specific amount of time each week towards real estate investing. So how do you typically suggest people structure that in their weeks? Is it like, hey, take an hour and a half every day, two hours every day, full day on the weekend? Obviously, it's going to depend person to person, but typically, what does that kind of look like? Well, for most people, we definitely have a conversation around what their life looks like right now, because I want to always set people up for success. And I would rather say, let's take 30 minutes a day and have people achieve that goal than Mm -hmm. telling people they need to spend two hours a day and having that not happen. And it destroys self-confidence. So, you know, we take a look and usually it's about an hour a day during the week. And then we try and find another half day on the weekend. And then if people, you know, if they're excited and they've got their family on board or Or, you know, if they're a single person, then they can obviously they have more flexibility. You know, Mm -hmm. some of my clients are in their 20s, young, unmarried. They've got lots of time to dedicate. I've got other clients. You know, I've got one lady. She's got four kids and she works full time for the federal government. So she doesn't have a ton of extra time. So she's working for the government. She got lots of time. (laughs) No, she works hard. (laughs) She works really hard. She's one of the one in 10, I guess. All right. I, <laughs> I won't pick on your client. I'm just having fun. No, and, and not to disparage any government workers because there's plenty of fantastic ones. Hmm. But it really is finding what works and then building on that. It's if you think about the book Atomic Habits, it's what can we do today that makes us 1% better than we were yesterday? 
and refining that and shaping that and making that work for each client individually. So very cool. So half an hour, what do you find that people can actually accomplish in half an hour? Huh. So here's one of the biggest challenges I find a lot of people do is they don't set themselves up for success. Uh-huh. If I said to you, Dave, here's your office, it's all prepared, you're going to go in and do 30 minutes worth of work, and you slide in, everything's set up, everything's there, nobody's moved anything, nobody's changed anything, and you can pick up where you left off yesterday, you're going to get 30 minutes of good work done. If you've got a laptop that you share with the kids that you know is in this room, and then the laptop's dead, and the charger's over here, we got to go find that. Okay, now I have to find a pen and paper and if we don't make that transition as seamless as possible then 30 minutes might not be enough time if we're spending 20 of it just getting ourselves set up and into the right mind space but if we can create a carve out a little space and everything stays the same and we can slide in and out it becomes much much easier to be able to make those transitions. And that's a lot of what high performance is, is mastering those life transitions, you know, from sleeping to waking, from waking to working, from working to, you know, family time, from family time to sleeping. Those are the kind of the major transitions that we go through in the day. And if we can shorten the time it takes to transition into optimum performance in each of those, then we recapture a ton of really valuable time for ourselves. I'm not hearing a lot of Netflix in there or surfing Facebook or anything like that, right? Exactly. I haven't had cable in probably 10 years. I watch Netflix when I'm sick. There's so many better things to be doing with our time because, you know, we only have a certain amount of it and I don't want to waste any of it. Beautiful. Very, very well said. Elizabeth, time flies when we're having fun. If people want to find out more about you and how you can potentially help them, what should they do? You can find me on all the social media, Elizabeth Kelly Consulting, and love connecting with new people. And if I can help, I'm always honored to be part of people's journey to success and retirement. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Elizabeth. Thank you, Dave. Much appreciated. My pleasure. All right, everybody, take care, take action, and we will see you on the next episode. Well, hey there. Thanks for tuning into the Property Profits Podcast. If you like this episode, that's great. Please go ahead and subscribe on iTunes, give us a good review. That'd be awesome. I appreciate that. And if you're looking to attract investors and raise capital for your deals, then I'm going to invite you to get a complimentary copy of my newest book right back there. There it is. The Money Partner Formula. You can get a PDF version at InvestorAttractionBook.com. Again, InvestorAttractionBook.com. Take care.